We're here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week again. It's Friday, which means it's another episode of PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast with myself, Elio Canella, along with my co-host, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you? I'm good, man. It's a little, it's a little, little later on tonight. Yeah, we, uh, but, we're running uh, late this week, but it's all good. But we're there, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we get some more viewers on this on this uh, later time slot. So I'm excited. Right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure this is. Uh, we'll get some viewers going here. Very, very cool. So, how was your week? Um, very slow. I, you know, t- this week was one of those weeks where I didn't really have a lot going on. So, right. Just said, uh, you know, I wrote, I wrote for the site a lot. I mm-hmm. think, um, I think like two days ago I did 11 stories. Wow. Is that, is that a record? No, my, my record was for the, um, for the all in coverage. Oh, okay. Um, and that, that was 13. Oh, okay, because on the site they actually have a list of stats with, like, number of news articles uh, everyone's posted. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm always, like, number two or three behind Ben and uh, Kaylin. Right. Yeah, well, uh, this week, I, as I told you, last week we started construing renovations and uh, we're moving along, everything's moving along. We put the tiles in and everything's looking good. Oh, very good, and then hopefully we'll get the machinery out of your house and you can uh, return to life as normal. Seriously, that would have been terrible if we'd recorded it earlier with all the noise in the back. Yes, and, and hence we bring we bring up Elio's construction because that directly uh, that directly contributed to our later time slot this evening. Yes, sir. So how about so, we get into this? Absolutely. What a huge win. We talked about the importance of having this opportunity for a rematch just a few days after Super Showdown. And tonight, McIntyre, Sigler, and Strowman did not squander the opportunity. start with a Monday Night Raw which took place from the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, what an interesting show on Monday night. Yes, uh, that was um, that was definitely one of the shows that uh, for the first time in a while I actually enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to jumping into it. Yes, this was, uh, this was not a bad show, I have to say. So we might not get too many now looks this week. Well, I, I can I can think of one 
but uh, but I'm 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 gonna wait because because I kind of I kind of enjoy those now looks, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like sneak it in there and see if I get one. Okay, well, uh, yeah, here we go. So with our opening match, it was Bobby Lashley defeating Kevin Owens, and did we see a double turn, or was this just uh, Bobby Lashley's heel turn? Well, th this was Bobby Lashley's heel turn, and and actually, um, the reason why they did that, and I I reported on this story for uh, for WNS. Okay. Was be was because Kevin Owens is legitimately injured. Oh, okay. So he he's going to, and so they were doing the Bobby Lashley thing mm -hmm. to uh, to write him off television because apparently. He's going to be off for at least four months, but as as much as eight months off TV. Um, so that sucks. So when he comes so, back, he'll uh, return as a face. Well, and you know what? As much as I like Kevin Owens as a, as a heel, I think he needs something fresh. Mm -hmm. um, but so did Bobby Lashley. So um, you know, I think Bobby Lashley works better as as a heel um, because. You know, we haven't really seen Lashley as a heel in WWE, but we saw it in uh, Impact Wrestling, and he, he right. did pretty good. And um, Leo Rush, okay, he was getting on my nerves on Monday night. Yeah, it, 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 it was constant, and um, you know, um, actually, it was Vince himself that was in. Uh, Leo's ear feeding him lines. Oh, I I read that. I would have been I would have gotten frustrated having Vince in my ear. Yeah, I, I mean, it's um, it it didn't come off right. It just kind of it just kind of made the match kind of spotty. Right, and it, and it, it just it made him so annoying and unlikable. Well, and, and I'm not sure if that's the purpose of, of this character, but that's definitely what they ended up accomplishing. But it wasn't a good unlikable. It was a go-away unlikable. <laughs> exactly. So in the second match, we had the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey defeating the Riot Squad. And we saw the, we saw the heel turn. The Bellas are now heels as they laid Ronda Rousey out after the match. Yeah, well, that that that's not gonna end well for the Bella Twins come Evolution because Ronda, Ronda Rousey is rightfully so going to kick their teeth down their throat. <laughs> um, and and if if she doesn't, then I'm going to be extra pissed off with some extra now looks added into the broadcast. <laughs> um, because you know, Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins come on is obviously Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, and this, but this was the this was the segment where, uh, you know, you're catching me early, but this is where it was like, now look, because <laughs> because even though you know the the Bella Twins heel turn uh, made sense and I actually liked it, right? I got to I got to thinking later on, you know, for for Bree specifically. This isn't gonna work out very well because she's on um, she's on SmackDown as well as Raw, 
Right. And so on Raw, she's now supposed to be a heel, but on SmackDown, she's um, supposed to be a face. So that, you know, cr creative-wise, that's where the eyes start to roll a little bit. But, you know, as we, as we were mentioning earlier on off the air, you know, they kind of do, they've kind of done the same thing with uh, um, uh, was uh, Drake, Drake Maverick. Bret yeah. Hart. Uh, well, Drake Maverick and Bret Hart. Oh yeah, sorry, Drake Maverick as well. Yes. Um, but with, so Bret, it, with Bret Hart, it made sense. Uh, him being a heel in the U.S. and uh, face overseas and in Canada. This just makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, well, and and that that's our point. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that they that they feed the Bella Twins to Rousey as fodder because, you know, the uh, because Ronda Rousey needs to win a lot more than the Bella Twins do. So right. Yeah, I don't see Nikki Bella walking out of there with the championship. Oh, uh, no chance in hell. And uh, that's not, in the words of Paul Heyman, that's not a prediction. I believe that to be a spoiler. <laughs> uh, for, and, and, and we will, um, as, as the weeks progress and we get, um, we get closer to evolution, we will actually be doing our match-by-match um, -match, uh, predictions for that as well. Yes, we will. Um, although... Although right now uh, the card is very very slow to, to build up, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's only um, a couple of matches on the card. For Evolution, so actually, I have the lineup here. Let me just pull it up. There's, I believe, six matches already uh, listed on the, the Wikipedia oh. page. Oh well, then um, then apparently. Apparently, WNS did not have that list because um, either, either it was, I think it was WNS, but I definitely saw something on uh, 411 Mania as well, mm -hmm. and they, mm -hmm. they didn't have that many listed. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. Ah, well, you're, like we've always said, you're the, um, you're the statistician slash... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then the next match, it was a mixed tag match. The team of BNB defeating Mahali Mahalisha. Uh, um, can we can we agree that Alicia Fox is is becoming that annoying? You know, go away heat. Yes. Yes. I you know I just. And, and it's it's not her fault, you know. Her character is, is built to be that way, but it, no, like it's, I just, it's the way she's being booked. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I was all right with the match. I didn't. I didn't think it was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was particularly good or particularly bad. Kind of middle of the road. In the next match, it was the Battle Royal to determine who will qualify to go to the World Cup at WWE Crown Jewel. Now look! We had the Conquistador, yeah. Baron Corbin, Chilean Seabath, 
Dr. Winston Von Voorhees. <laughs> Some of these things, okay, I just don't Wait a minute, if we go back, can we go back for a second to, to Dr. Winston Voorhees? <laughs> okay. Does, does, does Jason have a relative we don't know about? They had El Hombre Sin Nombre, Franz the Belgian Waffle, <laughs> <laughs> Gregor the, Sil the Sickle Falcon, Stanislav the Squeezer, the Sultan of Shawarma, <laughs> and Thunder Montgomery. Oh, jeez. Okay, now. Clearly, all these all these wrestlers were thrown out, and they were eliminated from the battle royal, never to be seen or heard from again. So we thought that Baron Corbin had won and advanced. However, the conquistador came back and threw Corbin over the top rope, and then unmasked to reveal himself to be the returning Kurt Angle, who will Which... go on to the World Cup at Crown Jewel. Which, and, and Kurt Angle's return makes us look like geniuses. I want, I wanted to reach through this computer and give you a high five in person because <laughs> that made us look like absolute, just brilliant psychologists uh, from our predictions the other, the other week with, um, with the Baron Corbin Kurt Angle match right. Uh, right. coming up. Um, oh, the, the, this battle royal. Oh. Uh, it was, you know, like, yeah, you can't, you can't even, you can't even get upset with it because it was just kind of, it was so stupid and so. <laughs> I wonder if they meant it to be a comedy spot. Well, I would hope so. Other, otherwise, we're a bunch because... of jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> In the next. Match we had Ember Moon defeating Nia Jax. And you know what? I on certain part on certain parts of uh, this podcast, I think it's been documented that I kind of I kind of you know mark out for certain people. Mm -hmm. um, okay, guilty as charged. One of them for me is. Um, is Ember Moon. Uh, I I really um, like her uh, in in the ring and out, um, you know. And I think I was I was pleasantly shocked that she got the win. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm I'm excited to see to see where they go with it because because one you know in, in in like I said in the ring she's really got something. Right. Uh, that and that eclipse move is just cool as hell. Um, and then the the entrance music uh, is some of the coolest modern entrance music I've I've ever heard. I still need to give it a listen. I'm a fan of Hailstorm. Uh, and I am too. And um, let me t and let me tell you something. It, it's one of it's they've been one of my all time uh, favorite bands uh, over the last several years. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lizzie Hale, the lead singer of Hailstorm, oh my good lord, that girl can wail like nobody's business. Yo. Um, and uh, you know what, and the only other person 
in music uh, nowadays, like in her genre, that I would put in the same mold as Lizzie Hale is uh, Maria Brink from In This Moment. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how familiar you are with them, but if you're not, you need to get familiar. So, viewers, you just got two um, music suggestions from the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. So pay attention to us because we're telling you that um, Hail Storm and In This Moment are fantastic bands. And in the next match, we have a tag team match and Ben. Now look. Yeah. <laughs> Gable, how, we've been on the air for five, four weeks, I believe. It, not four, four, four or five weeks now. Yep. Well, four weeks not counting the last episode. Yeah. And that's that, right. that is how many weeks in a row we have had the team of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable taking on the Ascension. <laughs> I am fast growing tired of this feud. Well, you, you know what? I I didn't even I didn't even pay attention to it. I I because I I've lost complete patience. <laughs> you know, over um over the entire uh, the entire entirety of this feud, I have. If, well, if you can call it that, just, I just I don't I understand. Have, I have used this match as my routine bathroom break. And in the main event of the of Monday Night Raw, we had the Dogs of War defeating the Shield. And the big news coming out of uh, this past Monday's Raw is Dean Ambrose uh, leaving the ring and leaving Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins behind as he as he walked back up the ramp on his own by himself. And and what did you think about that? So, uh, well, that uh, tie, that kind of, does that tie, are they even on uh, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view? Um, well, Roman, Roman Reigns is, is supposed to be, because he, he's going against um, Brock and, and we're going to get the, um, Dean Ambrose heel turn. I think uh, another match that'll be added to Crown Jewel will be Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. Well, that, and, and and we should mention to to um to the fans um that uh, Crown Jewel is in danger of not happening in right. uh, Saudi Arabia because right. of um. I, I always uh, forget the guy's last name, but because uh, it's really hard to pronounce. Khashoggi. Uh, yeah, yes, that um, uh, that journalist. Yes. Uh, that uh, you know, maybe getting uh, imprisoned and, and beaten in uh, in Saudi Arabia that could have severe ramifications if. Um, if WWE decides to uh, keep the pay-per-view in um, in Saudi Arabia, 
And I, now, I, th I think it's a terrible idea that uh, they want that uh, they were announcing that um, this would be an annual pay per view, both uh, Crown Jewel and the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, well, and, and, it, and it really is. It's it's just it was a terrible idea before before this controversy came out. Uh, and it, it's it, it's an especially a terrible idea now, um, for for a multitude of reasons. And I, I would like to I would like to break that down a little bit if if I if I could because I think I think it'll help the viewers understand why or the listeners understand why we're 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 mentioning this. Okay. Uh, since we don't typically get political um, on on this podcast. Now there are there are a couple different different things going on here that relate WWE to this to this story of um, of this journalist even even though they're not you know in no in no way directly related to this um, you know so you you got you got Linda McMahon um, who is. Donald Trump's small business administrator, or uh, small business, uh, yep. yes, yep. small business administ yep. administrator yep. in his administration. So that could have political backfire if um, if the show gets gets held in Saudi, and then the but the other the other thing too is you know Kane is also supposed to be um on the card right and he is and the man behind the mask clint jacobs is now the uh <laughs> the mayor of of knox county tennessee so you have another one where that's really not a good idea and they're actually they're asking him to pull out of the match uh, yes, exactly, and and then and then to to put the um to put the cherry on top, even even if you take away all of the of the potential uh, political bonfire that could be lit with this, um, you know there there are a lot of a lot of the guys and girls backstage. Um, are reportedly not happy with this arrangement at all because of uh, because of um, Saudi Arabia's just prehistoric views on on women and uh, and homosexuality, which you know, regard regardless of where you are politically, I, I think you I think we can all agree that uh, on a certain level um, that those those practices are absolutely disgusting nowadays. Right. So, um, for those reasons, I just, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia and WWE should cease to exist as a, as a unit. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, like this idea uh, when I first, when they first uh, came up with it because, because uh, Greatest Royal Rumble was on, uh, was I believe May 29th, right? I believe it was on um, or I, I don't have the date in front of me. Uh, but it was on a Friday. It started at 12 p.m. Eastern, which I'm 
I believe it is uh, 7 p.m. over there or something like that. Yeah. And really, who's going to tune in at 12 p.m. on the WB, to WB Network? I mean, most people are working at that time or, or on their lunch break. Yeah, well, and, and, and the same could really be said, especially if you live in, in, the, in the U.S. with uh, what happened with, with the Super Showdown. But um, but strictly just in terms of, of Saudi Arabia, right? Just, okay. There are a lot of different factors, even if you take away the political background, that just make it a questionable business decision at best. Now, who whose idea was this? Was it Vince? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I mean, I I would I would um. All I know is that there was a one, reportedly a one billion dollar deal between Saudi Arabia and WWE uh, to run events there for like the next ten years. Ten years? Wow. Are they even going to be around in ten years? <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. That's a I mean, that's a long time. That uh, Vince gave Bret Hart a contract that lasted 20 years in, back in 97. And, yeah, and, well, and, he, and he broke that one. Well, we know how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to rehash that history. No, we don't. <laughs> so, although, although my esteemed Canadian colleague might be sorely tempted. No, no, I, I've heard enough about it. I don't want to hear it. I'm even tired of hearing him complaining about today's uh, product on social media. Uh, yeah. Because, well, uh, because he, he's so repetitive in, like, his comments. Well, that makes, that makes two of us that share that viewpoint. Yeah. So that is a Monday Night Raw from the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. We will be back shortly with our recap of Tuesday Night's Smackdown Live. Yeah. From Indianapolis, Indiana. And Ben, I know that you really enjoyed one match on that show, as did I. And I know you're looking forward to jumping into that. Absolutely. So we will be back shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. The official was standing behind Big Show and he didn't see it. The official's view is obstructed. Hard from out of nowhere. Orton the cover. Orton qualifies. He's going to crown jewel. I gotta admit, I'm kind of surprised here. See, Big Show was well on his way towards capturing a victory. We're back with a SmackDown review from Indiana and SmackDown this week came to us from Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. And Ben, I know I understand there is one match on this show that you really enjoyed. Yes, and it was it was the first match of of the evening, uh, my girl Becky Lynch taking on uh, 
Charlotte Flair. Now, I, I love both of those girls, but th this heel turn with Becky Lynch has me doing a heavy dance in my wheelchair. How, uh, how, how, how awesome was this week's show compared to last week? Last week was a disaster, and I have something to say about last week's after we cover this one. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a good bounce back show, and I, I speaking of, speaking of, of uh, last week compared to, to this week, um, the format was a little bit different, because uh, they jumped right into, right into the match. Right, usually they uh, do a segment or to uh, open the show. Yeah, well, and they do that with Raw, too, perhaps Raw should be taking notes, but, uh, but anywho... Um, yeah, I, um, I really enjoyed the psychology of, of this match in particular because, you know, I can really buy into the fact that they hate each other. Right, right. And right. to so me, to have a successful professional wrestling rivalry, that's, that's more than half the battle right there. Um, and it just seems to me that they they really know they really know each other, and that familiarity breeds uh, contempt into this into this feud. Um, so I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and then I after the match, um, which ended it with a double countout, therefore Becky Lynch retained. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, you'll, rem you'll remember, Elio, that um, that the stipulation only said that Becky Lynch couldn't get t disqualified. Uh, it didn't say anything about a count-out situation. Right. Um, right. So hence why Becky Lynch was able to retain the title. Now the psychology thing really came in to play after the match when, um, when Charlotte... Went a little cuckoo and decided to spear uh, Becky Lynch through the uh, through the LED board on the stage. I know when I saw that, I, I jumped out of my chair when I saw that. I'm like, what? Yeah, well, see, I I can't jump out of my chair because then I, I just end up on the floor. Uh, so it, it it wouldn't have been a good look, but. Uh, but it was it was still one of those like holy god moments. I know, and apparently uh, she uh, got a bloody arm or something uh, from from that. Yeah, I I I um I didn't see that myself. Yeah, so no, they, they showed they showed her arm. It was covered with blood. Oh well, um, per perhaps I, I I missed that in my um in in my happy uh, dance moments um, but but yeah I'll, I'd have to go back and take a look at that um, but uh, did you see that match? I mean what did you think yeah I covered yeah. I, I was covering this show on Tuesday night I saw that actually uh, when you watch Smackdown what do you watch it on TV or online I yeah I, I I watch it on TV but some sometimes it's on delay. 
Okay, so have you ever experienced uh, the second screen? Uh, yeah, when, you mean when you're, when you're going from a commercial but still running it live? Right, yes. Yeah. What do you think about second screen? Um, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really find it useful. Um, because, you know, in my experience, nothing really big happens during the uh, commercial because right. they're waiting for the they're waiting for the viewers' uh, full attention to come back on the full screen. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, no, so, I, I find I find uh, the um, second screen distracting. Yeah, it, it's definitely lacking for sure. Yeah. So the next match we had a qualifying match for I, the World Cup, I believe, in our Crown Jewel. I mean, it was Jeff Hardy, a returning Jeff Hardy, defeating Simone Joe. And uh, this match was stopped, was uh, called uh, due to referee stoppage. Um, I want I want to get your take on this too because to me that looked weird. Uh, you know, not 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 in that. I think um, you know Samoa Joe got legitimately hurt because I don't think that. But the way it was presented, it's no, just like no, weird. No, that, weird. that match that match was a little weird. The whole match was strange the way it uh, came across. But also, I I don't recall a, a match ever being stopped due to ref stopped by referee. Um, to an, a leg injury, which I don't think Joe really had in the match. I think it was just selling it. Yeah, I, I mean, it might have just been something to uh, to further the storyline. Right. But, um, I mean, you could, you could hear him say it popped, but I'm sure that nothing really popped. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it, um, I, I didn't either, so I, I think it's more of a of a storyline thing. And if it was a legitimate injury, we would have gotten the X signal. Yeah, exactly. And next, in the third match, we had AJ Styles defeating Shelton Benjamin. Well, and, and that, that was the king of predictability right there. Right. So this is a Shelton Benjamin's uh, second match. Um, Upon his return after several months of being away. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, you know, I saw this coming. Yeah. But I, I think they're using him as a glorified enhancement talent, which is, which is really a shame. Mm -hmm. Like just, just a short while ago, they brought him back as uh, to uh, team with short with uh, Chad Cable, and now. He's gone from that to this. Yeah, it, you know, it, it really is sad because I think I think we can both agree that Shelton is uh, one of the most uniquely gifted athletic um, competitors that they have. Um, you know, and I think it's his, I think it's his build, and maybe his lack of. Um, lack of mic skills that may have held him back. 
And in the main event, a uh, second uh, qualifying match from the World Cup, Randy Orton defeating The Big Show, who we haven't <laughs> seen in ages on TV. Well, you know, and, and the, that's another issue that I have because it's like, yes, we're, we're experienced fans. We can kind of guess what's going to happen sometimes. But the second that they were running, you know, the Randy Orton versus Big Show, um, you know, pre-match thing, I'm like, well, Randy Orton's going to take this one. And obviously he did because... Show hasn't been in there for a year, so he's you know. And then, yep. And then we had we had we had that we had one segment. We had one segment. The continuation of one night in Milwaukee. Oh man! And you know, I I really like Aiden English, and you know. Rusev deserves something better. Um, And so does Lana, really. I mean, those two together are are really something. So hopefully hopefully they use this to, um, you know, catapult them to something better. But I think think that segment could have been cool, but it came across as as cheesy. And I think... Largely because of um, WWE's PG parameters. <laughs> but, I mean, can you imagine how cool that segment would have been back in the, in the TV 14 days? Or in the Attitude Era days? Well, exactly. Like, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, do you remember um, the segment where um, Dean Malenko had a date with Lita? And then they, and then the lights got turned out, and the Hardy Boys uh, beat the shit out of uh, Malenko. I think so. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah. Um, you know, it, so it, it should, it could have been uh, something along those lines, where it's like Lana would set up Aiden to, you know, to break up the tag team, or something cool. But it just came off. Really cheesy. They did that. They, yeah. did, they did that same thing with um Enzo and uh, Lana when uh Enzo uh with, had Lana in his hotel room. Uh, well, yeah, and you know, Lana and Lana is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Yes, we we can agree. But I I think you know, more importantly than that, she's a she's a very unique talent. So um hopefully. Hopefully they use her to, to a, a better, a better standard in the future. I hope we see. I, I, I hope we see Rusev pushed into a title picture soon. Oh, well, and 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 that's one. Of, that's one of those things where, um, when it happens, I will be, I will be magically cured of my CP for five seconds. <laughs> Because you, you, I mean, you will see some magical shit taking place. <laughs> um. So that was, um, that was a SmackDown Live from the Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. And Ben, what do you give these the shows this week? 
Well, I actually, um, for for the first time in a while, I I I enjoyed um, Raw more than uh, SmackDown. Right, which feels weird coming out of my mouth. I know, right? I actually wanted, I actually want to give Raw either a seven or an eight out of ten for this week because yeah. And I- I would I, I would give the same and I, I would give I would give SmackDown six. Yeah, like Raw seemed to move along at a smooth pace actually for once. And, well, it wasn't that a remarkably uh, refreshing change of pace. Right, I just like some weeks it, it feels like it's dragging. You that you think it's later, but it's still early on in the show. And you're like, yeah, look, is it over so, yet? So, sometimes I'll look at my clock, expecting it to be like ten forty-five, right? And it'll it'll only be like nine fifteen. Oh, like, <laughs> so that's our review of SmackDown Live. We will be back with a review of Saturday's pay-per-view from Melbourne, Australia, at the Melbourne Cricket Grounds. And that, of course, uh, and that, of course, is WB Super Showdown. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Yes, indeed. Oh, sweet oh. music from Shawn Michaels to The Undertaker. But Undertaker's still up. Sweet. Oh, and he blocked it. And now Shawn Michaels. Triple H with the sledgehammer in hand again. Off the face of The Undertaker. Triple H with a sledgehammer off the face of The Undertaker. Again. Sweet chin music. Into a pedigree. This is it. by Triple H. The game. Unbelievable. What what a last match. Last time ever. Open the last. Which will open the door. Boom! For Triple H to connect. Sledgehammer between the eyes of the Undertaker. Well been through enough, haven't we? ladies and gentlemen and uh, before we jump into our uh, super showdown review 
Uh, my esteemed co-host Elio Canella had a uh, had something that he wanted to discuss with you uh, that he found funny from uh, last week's SmackDown episode. Elio, take it away from me. I want to hear this. Okay, so last week on uh, SmackDown, we saw an abysmal segment featuring the New Day and the Bar, and the New Day introducing their revealing their secret recipe to the famous pancakes and we were introduced to a character known as Mr. Bootyworth. Now, after we went off there last week, I got to thinking about something. WWE is all about this anti-bullying campaign, right? Right. Well, wouldn't you call what the bar did to Mr. Bootyworth somewhat bullying, like pouring the pancake batter on his head? Somewhat. It was, it, it was. Right, to like, WB, I don't understand this, I don't understand uh, the thought process here. They're all about anti-bullying, then they have a segment like this where they're actually bullying someone. Well, you know, uh, we can, uh, ultimately, Elio, something just can't be explained. Um, so as is becoming a running gag here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, we can chalk that up to the magical thing called WWE logic, or lack thereof. Right. WWE, we want explanations. Yes, and uh, you know, and, and you know, on a on a personal level, I I want to see Elio on my TV holding up the picket sign. <laughs> <laughs> And, and on and on and on the bottom of that ticket sign, I want a shout out to me and this podcast for giving him the idea to do that. Yes, and I, w- I will give you a shout out at the bottom of that picket <laughs> sign, and with with the, and in large letters, I will have the words "Now look." <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, so how about we get into this uh, review of a Super Showdown? Beautiful. Okay, so I will take the top half, um, as I didn't get to see the entire pay-per-view. So, yes, and I, I did, so I, I'd, I'd be happy to take the, uh, so the, the latter half for you. Let me just pull up the results here. Super Showdown. And in the opening match, because there was no kickoff show, thank God. There, there is a God. Or if there was, maybe it was only in Australia, because it would have been 5 a.m. in in our time zone here. Uh, yeah. So in the first, in the opening match, it was a new day walking in as tag team champions defending defending against the bar, and it was the new day picking up the win here. So obviously they kept the, the titles on the favorites, WWE's favorites, the new day, which I I kind of want to see the titles on a different team. I'm I'm tired of seeing the new day. Especially when they're walking out to the ring, 
feeding pancakes and cereal to the audience. Which, which, which comes across is quite frankly creepy. <laughs> it is. It's just like, oh. I mean, you know what? how would you, how, how, how would you like to have Biggie pouring uh, a box of booty over on your throat? <laughs> I, I would, have, I would have to taste him. <laughs> I really would, you know, um, you know, Christian uh, used to be called the creepy little bastard. Right. And I, I think I think we can call um, Big E the creepy big bastard. <laughs> well, he does come across as creepy, especially when he does that dance. Uh, as experiences uh, <laughs> announcing that they're the world tag team champions. Yeah, he does those gyrations a little too well, doesn't he? Uh, that, that's a little creepy right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Now in the second match, oh, this this feud, I we can't uh, we can't say enough just how awesome this feud is. It was it was SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch defending against Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch winning by disqualification after using the championship belt, cracking Charlotte in the head to get disqualified. And, you know, in, in, in that, I was like, yes, yes, and more. Oh, hell yeah. Right, now, I don't know about the disqualification, maybe like, uh, but I think, um, I think they went with disqualification here because they already had the, the rematch planned out because we saw a countdown on Tuesday night. Well, yeah, and, and, there, and there's that, and then there's also the less uh, complicated explanation in saying that it was just a classic heel move. It was that 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 that's classic heel. That's anything. That's the kind of uh, those are the kind of actions you would see like. Back in the eighties and nineties, right. Especially for guys like the Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi. Which, by yeah. the way, uh, by the way, have you seen those uh, promo segments on uh, the network? Yes, I have, and um, my my personal favorite is a very famous one, where a little boy is dribbling a basketball, and he's almost got the one hundred, and uh, um. Uh, the million dollar man knocks the ball out of his hand. I, I just, oh. I, I, I just think that that's a classic promo. Did you see that? The, was that in the collections? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it definitely should be. I'm, I'm sure you can, you can find it on the network. Okay, because, uh, because uh, the one I was talking about was the collection where they uh, introduced him, like when he first showed up. Like they had all these vignettes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think, and I think, um, what I'm talking about was part of that package. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, my favorite was the the pool. He he told, he told everyone. He's telling the lifeguard. I think there's a little too much chlorine in the pool. Yeah, I uh, I'll have to go back and look at that one. 
And in the third match, we had the tag team of Bobby Lashley and John Cena defeating Elias and Kevin Owens. Uh, John Cena, returning John Cena with a head full of hair. Well, I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't think there's a lot we can say about that match other than he debuted the sixth move of Doom. Oh, what, 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 was, what was the sixth move? Because I only know the five. It, it was a, um, it was like the Shanghai Punch or something. Okay. Um, it, it was just a basic punch where, like, you know, he he starts out with his arms kind of crossed with with his with his knuckles touching, and then it was just like boom out, out to the side, you know. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Cena Cena won with the attitude adjustment. Now, the one thing I don't understand is people again people online. This is uh, wrestling fans. Why, why why are they complaining about his uh, hair? It's haircut, like, I didn't really see anything wrong with it. I don't get it. it it's actually, it's a, new, it's a new look for him. It's a different look, because we've always seen him with the shaved hair. Yeah, um, well, you uh, you broke off a little bit there, but I was able to kind of read your lips and kind of figure out what you were saying. Exactly. I don't, and, you see, know, I don't see anything I, wrong with it. I thought I thought it was uh, yeah, and and to his credit, but in, in this case, where where most of the times I think uh, fans can be somewhat uh, too critical. This one I just I thought was all in good fun, and uh, you know the the funniest one that that, uh, that I saw was Cena's own tweet about it, where he compared himself to Homer Simpson in a uh, Simpsons episode. Oh, where, uh, I, saw, I think I saw that one where Homer had hair. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and me being a huge Simpsons fan too, I I kind of pop for that. Um, you know, but it, it's just kind of funny because they were they were all saying, you know, you know, you look your age now, ha ha ha, you know. But it's like uh, the 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 fans that say he looks uh, stupider than like his hair style doesn't look good on him. Like I again, I said I say I don't see anything wrong. It's it's a new look compared to what we've been used to this whole time. Yeah, I mean it's um it's an, it's amazing what uh, fans will take the time to criticize. <laughs> As as we as we've seen in the uh, comment feature over on uh, Wrestling News Source. Yep. And in the third match, it was the Iconics going in as a face and taking defeating Empress and the Glow. Oh joy! I don't. Yeah. I really have nothing to say uh, other than. Um, I was watching the network and uh, they had a video. They had an exclusive. Uh, with uh, Billy Kane, uh, Peyton Royce's reaction to their family seeing them perform for the first time. Seeing them perform live in Australia for the first time. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure that was a cool moment for them, and, and they seemed legitimately excited. Uh, you know, to your point, there's not much we can say about that match because it was bing, bang, boom, done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... And unfortunately, I, I felt that way with a lot of the matches uh, that 
that ended up taking place. It just felt like they were trying to get the major segments in at the expense of some of the other ones. And unfortunately, this fell into that category. Um, you know, I, I think I think there were there were only you know two shining matches on that card, and um, I I don't think I don't think either one of them is is the match that people um, would would expect. I mean, perhaps, but I I didn't think so. And in the next match, in the fifth match on the card, it was a no count on no disqualification for the WWE Championship champion AJ Styles defe defeating Samoa Joe by submission. Now, they used uh, tables and chairs in this match. Uh, Joe, uh, no, it was Styles that brought in the chair, using it on Joe. Then uh, Joe took over from there, cracking Styles across the back, pulling a table out from under the ring. So, again, it was AJ Styles picking up the win by submission. Um, you're you're garbling a little bit. In terms of um, of that match, I I felt like that was the uh, match of the night. Um, ex excellent uh, storytelling. On the on the part of both guys, and I thought it was I thought it was a very nice touch to have um, Styles win by submission to kind of um, get back on so-called fair ground with uh, Samoa Joe. And now this is where I stopped watching because I didn't get to see. The rest of the pay-per-view, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Ben, starting with uh, the sixth match, Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins against the Riot Squad. Um, well, you know, in, in, in that match, I was, I was very disappointed. Um, I would have accepted it to have been a, a big feel, you know, with, um, you know, kind of like a big fight feel. Right. You know, you have... You have Two of, of you know, the, or three, if you include, you know, both Bella Twins. Uh, three of the biggest stars in, in recent memory in, in the women's division. And I just kind of felt like uh, they didn't take take the ball. Um, you know, they could have really built up on um, the, uh, the Bella Twins heel turn. And in my book, they, they, they didn't do that. Um, you know, the match itself felt rushed, and there's not much I can re I can really say about that because, you know, <laughs> I I come I come from the the attitude of I don't I don't want to bash the wrestlers, and I would I would just rather think that it was it was poor book. <laughs> now in terms of in terms of who won the match, obviously uh, that wasn't poor booking. You know that that had to be to be done. Um, but I just felt like there there could have been um, so many different cool elements uh, going on in that match that just were not there. And in the seventh match, I was uh, I was uh, surprised and happy to 
see this result, Buddy Murphy defeating Cedric Alexander to become the new Cruiserweight Champion. And, and that, that really was, for me, the coolest moment of the night because, you know, it's very rare nowadays in, in wrestling where you capture real emotion in this storyline-driven business. And, um, you know, and I, I got to see Buddy Murphy kind of for the first time outside of his uh, tag team with uh, Wesley Blake. Um, A.K.A. Alexa Bliss's uh, fiance or husband, but I think I think fiance still. Um, but um, but I I was just very happy for uh, for Buddy Murphy, and and it, it clearly meant a lot to him. And I got to read an interview with him after the fact, and I was. Um, I was ecstatic for him, and and you know the, the in-ring product of that match, having uh, as I've said in the past, not being very familiar with uh, two of five live, I was very impressed with with both guys. Um, so well well deserved um, moment in the spotlight for the cruiserweight division, and uh, hats off um, to Buddy Murphy for for winning the title in his home country. Now, yeah. did uh, like like the iconics? Did Buddy Murphy uh, come out as a face in this match? Yeah, oh yeah, because absolutely, the crowd went absolutely nuts uh, for him. Uh, lots of signs, uh, and and he easily got one of one of the the biggest pops of the night, if if not bigger. You know, I um. I I personally felt like he got a bigger pop than the Iconics. Oh, wow. In the eighth match, it was the one we've been uh, hearing about for weeks, the Shield defeating the Dogs of War. You know, um, you know, and the, the, the Shield in and of itself, um... Their matches are extremely predictable. Like you, you know what spots they're gonna hit and who's gonna hit them. You know at what time. You know and it's it is what it is. I I would have really enjoyed seeing the Dogs of War uh, win, but at least at least the Dogs of War uh, got one back on Raw. I just um, I'm just. I wasn't really a fan of, of that match, uh, but the, largely that was because of the uh, the result. Did we did we see any uh, sign any signs of the of uh, the heel turn the dissension or was Monday night the first sign? Um. Well, no. We um we actually did uh, see signs of dissension. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, uh, briefly showed um, showed signs of, of joining uh, the Dogs of War, oh, uh, you, you know, because they did the um, you know, yeah, they did. You're breaking up. The, with it, with the shield, it was it was the Dogs of War surrounding um, 
surrounding Rollins and Reigns in the ring, and then and then um, a- Ambrose, who was also on the outside of the ring, I uh, got up and started to do the the circling maneuver with uh, the Dogs of War, and um, before he um, before he attacked them at the last moment. Oh, um, but, but it seems. It, it seems that we're headed in the direction of a Dean Ambrose heel turn. In the ninth match, it was Daniel Bryan defeating The Miz to earn the right to face AJ Styles at the next uh, pay-per-view, which is, of course, WWE Crown Jewel. Um, you know, and I feel, I feel like that's my go-to, you know. You know, and I say that when, when things get a little bit, you know, too vanilla for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say something. Um, I, I will say I was I was uh, surprised by the outcome, and uh, I would have I really liked to have seen uh, The Miz take it. I think The Miz deserve, deserves a run with the, with, the, with the title at this point. Um, but but that being said, from a from a fan perspective, it will be an absolute dream scenario to see AJ Styles and uh, Daniel Bryan in, in the same ring. Uh, that being said, I'm not sure that uh, Daniel Bryan can wrestle the same style that he used to, which would have which would have really made a very interesting face off with Styles. So this might be a case of you know, two prize fighters um, meeting a little bit too late, um, especially in the case of Daniel Bryan. Um, so, 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 can we say that this? Can we say that this feud is over? Um, you know, I, I, I would hope. I mean, I, I would hope and pray and, and you know. To whatever religious um, deity of, of your choosing, because you know, I uh, you, you you might even know some I'm not I'm not familiar with, um, and if if you are, uh, please tell me how to pray to them, because <laughs> I I don't want to see another one one of these things. No, please, that, uh, that's what that's why I'm asking you if uh, this is the end, because please let it be the end. God, we, we can only hope. <laughs> and in the main event, it was Triple H defeating the under Triple H, which on Michaels in his corner, defeating the Undertaker, who had came in his corner in a last time ever no disqualification match. And of course, after the match, yeah, the Brothers of Destruction attacked Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And, you know, that part of the match was cool. You know, the show of respect, uh, that was kind of like a, a modified version of, of the curtain call, um, was, was cool before the turn. And, you know, the, the, the turn really reminded me of, like, attitude or days. So from that perspective, it was cool. Uh, and I, I, I respect the hell out of all four of those guys, uh, especially... Especially Taker and, and Shawn Michaels, uh, two of my all-time favorites. I think I, I think I've mentioned in the past that Undertaker inspired my interest in tattoos in part. Uh, but uh, that is that not uh, withstanding. Um, you know, I want the Undertaker to retire 
so bad. Right. Um, and I will, I will, I'll tell you why, especially after seeing this match. Some of the spots, and, and I would love, I would love for you to go back and and watch them. Uh, yeah, so you can see what I'm what I'm what I'm talking about, um, and I, I would love to get listener reaction to this too. Some of those spots look absolutely either abysmal or just straight up painful to the point where I felt bad for both guys because it made the match look bad. Wow! And it it did a it did a disservice to two of the most legendary superstars um, that this business will ever see. I, 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 I take no pleasure, especially in, in this match. I did not want to criticize this match. But, uh, you know, for those, for those that have heard uh, previous uh, podcasts leading up to this, um, you've heard Elio and I discuss the fact that we didn't want to see this match because we had a, a tremendous amount of respect for what the combatants had already accomplished and they didn't need to do any more. Um, you know, we had nothing bad to say about them, uh, but, you know, this, I, ju- I just, the magic was exactly what I feared it would be. And I was, and I was right last week, uh, I initially I had said that this was going to lead to a tag team match, but then I, then I remember they were saying about a singles match between Shawn Michaels and the, Under- and the Undertaker, and then they announced this one coming up at Crown Jewel, this tag team match. Well, and, and you know, and th- that's the one thing that we didn't cover from Raw because I think we were saving it for for this. Right. You know, um, you know. DX, DX did officially uh, reunite on uh, last week's Raw. Um, that's really going to set up uh, this tag team match. Now, as a nostalgic 90s fan that I am, and the fact that I was, you know, 18, 19 years old, uh, you know, in, in 2000, yeah, I was 18 in 2006 when they came. And they came back and, and did all the uh, cool stuff with the with the um, McMahon's limo and the facing the Those were some great stuff. Yeah, the, it really was, and, and you know, so that was good. Um, so as a, as a fan, I, I was happy to see you know DX, but I just I just I don't need to see them in a match. Again, I was happy to see them in a segment, um, and you know it's it's very clear to me that um, Triple H has more in the tank than um, than say you know Undertaker or or um, Shawn Michaels or Kane. Um, you know it, it's just one it's just one of those things where if eventually nostalgia. And that uh, famous n- nostalgia pop that you often hear about, eventually that's not going to be enough. And we're getting to that point. Now, it w- was it just me or 
did Shawn Michaels shave his head? Like Triple H? Yes, he, yes, he did. Oh man. <laughs> which 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 made it really which that was another smaller element that just made it weird. Um, he just he you know how some people look uh, good uh, with a shaved head. Sean doesn't. Yeah, and, well, and I, I wouldn't either. The only person, the only person that would look worse with a bald head, other than Sean Michaels, is Ben Pierce. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't recognize him. Like, I recognized him with a hat on, but like as soon as the. I saw him without the hat. I was asking, I was asking myself, is that Sean? Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's a, uh, just let it mercifully and respectively come to an end. And that, that was terrible when he, when he had the way he took that choke slam. Like you see, his body just stiffen up as soon as he hit the mat. Yeah, and it, you know, and it just, it looked painful. And you know spots with the Triple H and Undertaker in the in the ring mm-hmm. just look painful, you know, and you know less so with Triple H. So most of the most of this, um, you know, analysis is coming from uh, the Undertaker side of things. Mm-hmm. But the, you know the guy can't move. No. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but. No, I, I've seen I've seen that, like his past few WrestleMania matches have been haven't been the same as as uh, when, he, when he was uh, as his uh, previous ones. Yeah, and you know, I just think it I just think it does a disservice to his legacy. Yep. Um. So I I don't know. Um. But hopefully, um. One thing that I've noticed with these with these network specials um, is that they they don't they don't turn out to be as big as what they're hyped to be. Mm-hmm. Now, in and I'm afraid that that will also be the case with Crown Jewel coming up in November. What about Evolution? Um, I'm saying. What about Evolution? Well, evolution is a, is a, is a different thing because that's that's a first ever thing. So that's going. I think that that's going to be really cool. Right. Um, and you know, after after I say this one thing, there is there is one thing I want to say about evolution because I I found it interesting. Okay. Uh, so, okay. so so we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, but with um, with Crown Jewel coming up in November, regardless of whether it's held in Saudi Arabia or not, report is that the event that is Crown Jewel is going to happen either stateside or whatever because you know there's too much money on the table. I think it would be. I think I think they they would be better off just doing it in the U.S. and that's it. Well, yeah, and I and personally, that's where I think they're going with it. But um, you know, they they've already paid. You know, they already have deals in place with Lesnar, Taker, and Michaels. So those three guys in and of itself, that's big money. 
Right. Um, so either way that they have to do, to do it, but the, these specials that they come up with just don't turn out to be so special. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm, I'm hoping, and the reason why I bring up evolution is that I'm, I'm hoping that that won't be the case with this one, because I think evolution has the uniqueness that perhaps the others don't have. No, I'm really looking forward to evolution. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it, and I, I hope, I hope that does a service to the women in the industry. Now, the, the one thing that I heard, which I think some people might see this as a, as a negative, but I see it as a positive, is originally it was booked um, that there was going to be fifty uh, women participating in, in this pay per view from right, right. all three brands. Right. And as of late, um, and backed up by a report on a wrestling news source that I did not write, by the way, um, just to put that out there, um, you know, the expectation is that there will be less than 50 women and not a lot of NXT participation outside of Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Zane who have that match for the NXT title, which which I actually think is good because I don't know how long how long this is going to be in terms of a pay per view. Right. Um, but you know I don't think there's enough time um, left in my lifetime to have a, a pay per view where. 50 women show up and have decent showings. As long as we don't get a chilling sea bass or a Mrs. Voorhees on the card. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, good God. <laughs> I mean, that was, I mean, when, when you, I mean, you have no idea. When Kurt Angle took off that mask, I was like, okay, well, thank God, at least they have a point to to doing this because uh, it was it was so horrible. It kind of it kind of reminded me of you know early early nineties you know WWE maybe not ninety four ninety five right 90, uh, you know ninety six where um, the product was coming across as very cartoony mm -hmm. and their mm -hmm. their ratings were in the toilet blah blah blah. Yeah, but that's what yeah, that's what that kind of reminded me of, you know, kind of too gimmicky. So that's. Um, but that's go ahead. Oh no, going out. No, I was done. Yeah. Uh, so that's our um, review of Super Showdown. We're gonna bring this show to a close. And you can remember, you can find us on all. Um, on all podcast platforms, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we will uh, we'll see you in, uh, next week, and um, we'll we'll have more analysis coming up with um, with Evolution. I'm looking forward to uh, how how that card continues to shake out, and. Uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, more news on this uh, Crown Jewel pay-per-view.
Oh, absolutely. That to me, to me, that's the top story of, of perhaps the, perhaps the year mm-hmm. in in pro wrestling. So I, I really do want to get into that next week. All so right. stay tuned right. for that. So that's our show for this week. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, have a great week. I will talk to you soon. You too. Very good. All right.